1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham, and for the next 30 minutes or so, you will be locked on Thunder. Thank God it's Friday. We're finally here. It's the weekend. It's been a long week because there's been no basketball except for yesterday. We had practice. Um, I had totally forgotten what Billy Donovan and the players sounded like. So that was a very that was a nice emotional time for me was to get to go to practice once again and talk basketball finally. But we also have basketball to be played tonight, thank God, in Chesapeake Energy Arena. Oklahoma City, Denver Nuggets, going to be a big matchup, I believe. Denver's 38 and 17. The Thunder come in at 33 and 22. If you all remember Oklahoma City, when they had a few days off, four, four days off to be exact, a few weeks ago, they kind of limped into two victories against Cleveland and Detroit. Uh, And that was with two days to practice. They didn't shoot around this morning, so they only had one day to practice, but they had all week off with the All-Star break. So it's going to be interesting to see what type of Thunder performance we get. But this is a Denver team, uh, second or third in the West. And the Thunder, while they haven't had a lot of success against the upper echelon in the NBA, they certainly bring it for the most part. They brought it against Boston even during that kind of disappointing four-game stretch, but more on that later. If you still don't know who I am, I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7, the franchise, 107.9, the franchise in Tulsa as their lead Thunder contributor, insider guy, whatever they want to call me. And you can hear my other podcast. You hear me on my other podcast, excuse me, OKC82, which is a post-game reaction show, so it will complement this show very well. I do that with Madison Morris and then uh, Matt Burton, our producer, and then occasionally people like Chisholm Holland. Uh, joins us once a week from the press restaurant in the Plaza District at noon. So if you're in the neighborhood, come, come over and say hi to us. And then we usually have people on like Ryan Chapman or Christine Butterfield, who I'll introduce in just a few minutes. She is joining me today. Um, it's a revolving door, door of help. It's 82 games. It's hard to do with one person. It's, it's still hard to do with two people, so we need all the help that we can get. So follow the OKC82 podcast as well. And you can also hear us on the Franchise Thunder Insider Show on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to noon. That's with Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Madison, and me. We talk hoops, we talk Thunder basketball on the radio, so tune in and join in on the fun. Okay, without further ado, I am joined today by a guest, not on Wednesday, but on a Friday, because we are starting to get a little bit more help with our Thunder coverage at the franchise. And again, that's primarily... Who I work for. Um, I know this isn't the franchise podcast network, but um, that's how I get my foot in the door. So I thought it'd be best to help introduce uh, the next era of Thunder coverage people for, um, for 107.7, the franchise. Madison and I, we were kind of moved over to doing post game shows primarily. So we're not going to be into the post game scrums as much as we would like, as much as we would probably need to be. Um, so we employed some help and we got some in the form of Ryan Chapman. And Christine Butterfield. Now Christine and Ryan do a podcast together called Sideline Warning which is really fun to listen to. They uh, complain about The Bachelor. So if you're into The Bachelor and you're like complaining about it uh, give them give them a listen give them a follow on Twitter. Uh, they do a fantastic job and I can't talk anymore uh, because Christine's sitting right here looking at me this whole time. I'm trying my best not to look at her. So now Christine welcome to the show.
0: Hi. Yes. Good to be here.
1: Good, good. You're you're here against your will, and yeah, because well, it's
0: only fitting because last time I welcomed <laughs> myself into your house, and this time I'm held against my will. There
1: you go. Yes, so. you thought you just got off work and you raced up to Oklahoma City from Norman. Uh, you do you work for uh what's what's it called in Sooner, Sooner Spor- Vision. Sooner Vision. Yeah. Yes. Um, which look, I love <laughs> I love OU. I went there. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing an OU shirt hoodie right now yeah um let's my my feelings with OU football and OU sports are very complicated so we'll just leave it at that mm-hmm. but yeah it's, well, it's, it's, it's it's complicated if it was on Facebook
0: right yeah I mean if it helps I was doing softball today which oh, is they actually win. Fun. They
1: actually win their championships. They right. they deserve the hype that they get.
0: Yeah, no, they're always fun to cover. So
1: there we go. That All
0: was right. a good time. There we go. Except uh, for when the TV went out, of course.
1: And before we get any further, follow Christine on Twitter at cb on sports. Correct? Yeah. I always want to say CBS, <laughs> CB Sports.
0: Yeah, I get it, but no.
1: No, 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 no! Don't ever work for CBS. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm sure CBS <laughs> is a fine <laughs> network. No, 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 no. But I brought on Christine because I needed a little bit of help uh, breaking down this Denver matchup just a little bit. For everybody's listening pleasure, Um, you know, like I said, having a few days off, it breaks the routine, and then you kind of fall into a lazy routine because there's no games, there's no practices, so there's nothing to write. There's nothing to really, like, record or whatever. It's just all kind of basic. And having practice yesterday and then doing all the radio stuff and Cutting audio for the show yesterday, I kind of found myself going, Yeah, I don't really have a lot of time to deep dive into Denver. So I texted you and Ryan. Ryan is doing a remote right now. So Christine volunteered to jump on the Locked On Thunder podcast, which I'm appreciative of. But no, tonight, Christine, it, to say it's a big game is, you know, putting it a little lightly because the Thunder, we already know, you know, they've beaten pretty much all the bad teams that they played over the last few months. You know, the San Antonio Spurs lost notwithstanding. Um, they've certainly brought it against, you know, the Bostons and the L.A. teams. Um, They just really haven't had a lot of success in terms of getting over the hump. So, like, while Denver is certainly up there in terms of win-loss record, and they're up there in the Western Conference standings, I don't know. I I, I don't really believe in them in a postseason standpoint, just because I'm just of the belief that if Jamal Murray's your second-best player, I don't really know how far you can go. But having said that... There's still a matchup problem for Oklahoma City, and a lot of it kind of starts with Nikola Jokic against Stephen Adams.
0: Absolutely, it's going to be a big on big battle the whole game. Last time they matched up against each other, Stephen Adams kind of lost that battle. He uh, kind of let Jokic just kind of bully him around, and you know Jokic can go anywhere he wants and kind of just. Imposes will on those he's playing against. And Steven Adams even talked about it a little bit yesterday at practice, how he knew this was going to be a hard matchup going into today and how maybe some of the other Thunder players might have had a little bit easier of a break. But with this looming for him, it was something he had to keep track of.
1: Yeah, and that's just something you kind of get with Steven Adams because whenever he, he's playing a multi-talented big that can stretch the floor, and Jokic can stretch the floor not just because he can shoot, but because he's their point center. And he, he's, he's a matchup problem for just about everybody. So, to say, like, what I'm about to say is Steven Adams typically has some pretty bad games against Nikola Jokic. It's not really that much of an insult. A lot of people have bad games right. against Jokic. And the problem has been historically for this um, Thunder matchup against Denver is, and Stephen kind of talked about this as well, is that their guards are so good at cutting and they're so quick and they're so agile and they just – they're all on a rope with um, or all on a string with uh, Jokic because he, he stand up there seven feet tall and basically see the floor above everybody and just find a cutter to the basket. When Russell Westbrook is one of your guards, you're going to be susceptible to a lot of easy backdoor cuts because sometimes Russell was a little bit lazy. Right now, this Thunder teams, of course, built a little bit differently. And I know the Thunder already went up to Denver about a, what a month or so ago, two months ago and they took a pretty bad L it ended up being not that bad of a game but that first quarter was really bad right yeah so again it kind of comes down to the cliche with this team is you can't you either can't have a bad first quarter or a bad third quarter if if they don't have that against Denver they'll have a chance
0: right and I think if they just control the boards and focus on winning the mid-range battle which they've been doing the past couple of games I think that they will do a really good job of staying in the game I I know that mid-range shots usually aren't great for certain NBA teams, but for the Thunder
1: Not not the Thunder. But Th- Thunder <laughs> it fans works are perfectly for Thunder them. fans are in love with the mid range now. Yeah, I mean
0: like everyone, you know, used to I mean like when Chris Paul was obviously in Houston, they used to tell him like, can't shoot that shot, you're either gonna take a layup, you're gonna take a three. That's all you're that's all you got. Yeah. But when he comes to the Thunder, that's not the story. Hmm. He can do whatever he thinks is best. And for him the mid range jump shot is just easy money and he can pretty much make those whenever he wants
1: to I know like it's still amazing to me like anytime he's open he makes that shot right and it's like of course nba player right wide open in the mid-range take the shot they're gonna make it it's different when you've got guys on the floor that are gearing to stop you, but that split second that he has open, like I'm just still amazed that he hits that shot every single time. I am too, time.
0: because half the time he takes the shot, I'm like thinking to myself, "That wasn't that smart," and then it goes in, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, never mind then," because that's just what he does.
1: No, it's uh, it, it's that's going to be kind of the thing tonight, and it's something that I have noticed uh, the last few times the Thunder have played, you know, the better teams on their schedule. Leaving the Boston game, you know the story was, you know, the Thunder, you know, they, they let up on a game that they could very well have won, and that was that was true. Uh, the the second biggest thing was, oh, Shea Gill Alexander had a chance to really do something, and Marcus Smart picked his pocket, and right. the clutchman went, oh, that's that's bad. Well, that's what Marcus Smart does; he's very good at that, and Shea is still young. I think that that's going to be good for the long run. But leaving that game, my third biggest thing was I, this is a game where I want Chris Paul to be more aggressive in terms of, I need to go get points. I need to go get shots. And I don't want, at the same time, he doesn't need to be taking away from his ability to see the floor, set other people up, uh, soften, get find some soft spots in the defense to set somebody else up. But against Denver, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I want to see a little bit more of an aggressive Chris Paul because if the Thunder are going to really make some noise the rest of the regular season and into the postseason, they're going to have to start beating these types of teams. They, they're in a good spot right now The fear is, well, they've had a lot of days off. Are they going to be lethargic? And B, if they're not lethargic, do they have the star power enough to keep up with Denver's offense? And if they do, it's going to be because of Chris Paul.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important for him to be a little bit more selfish than we're used to seeing him be on the offense because he does such a great job of involving everyone that's on the floor, really moving the ball around, you know, getting someone to cut or getting that assist. But... Chris Paul might need to take the game into his own hands and find his shot first or focus more on scoring and leading the offense versus making sure it's more of a team atmosphere, which he's been doing for the past couple of games, for the past season as well. So, But when you're going against a team like the Denver Nuggets, you can't just make sure everyone's getting involved. You have to take the game into your own hands.
1: When we get back, more Christine Butterfield – on the Thunder Nuggets matchup. If you've been a listener to this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Thunder is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Thunder fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Thunder fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you.
3: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: And welcome back to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, everybody. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm joined by Christine, or joined with, joined by, I don't even know. I usually don't host things, if you can't tell. now I'm joined joined by, By? there we go. I would say by. Christine Butterfield- christine butterfield isn't that the coolest name is that the is that the most unique name i ever again like i I, th- I told ryan when ryan was telling me that hey we might have uh christine come out and help us and i was like what's her name and he told me and i was like that sounds like a cartoon character's name <laughs> Remember? And I meant that with the most respect.
0: No, I know, I know. And whenever I heard you said that, like, I'd be Kim Possible's, like, best yeah. friend, spy best friend, I was like, that's the best compliment I could ever receive. And I think I'm done. Like, yeah. I could have died that day. And
1: you're wearing all black right now, so you kind of look like a little secret agent.
0: Yeah. Well, or I you're mean. you're going
1: to go rob a museum.
0: Well, Madison's wearing all black tonight.
1: Oh, dear. I'm she, assuming. She always wears black. Yeah. She's, she's uh, Madison Morris, by the way, who I do OKC82 and uh, also. Thunder coverage at the franchise um, her soul is black and that's why she wears black
0: well I just wanted to match the vibe tonight
1: good so. good just don't be mean like her no no, no. <laughs> um, so the other big story tonight is this is Jeremy Grant's r- little return game back to Oklahoma City since uh, first time since being traded back in July um, he was a fan favorite he was a player that when he was traded to Oklahoma City from Philly I remember Twitter just going, who the hell is this? What is Sam Presti doing? Right. This is you know a few months after Kevin Durant leaves. His first game as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder was literally the next night in Oakland against the Warriors in the first matchup between Kevin Durant and the Thunder since he joined the Warriors. And Jeremy Grant, I, I can't remember if he started. I, I think he might have started because this happened early in the game. Jeremy Grant blocked the crap out of Kevin Durant. And then just jawed at him, like right in his face. And then, like a possession later, Kevin Durant hits like a deep three and like on him. And then I think dunks over him anyway. Ooh. But the love for Thunder fans that they had for Jeremy Grant really started that day. And he was just another player in a long line of players that Presti and the Thunder brought into their organization, where um, they come in with the stereotypes of extremely talented athlete questionable basketball skills, can't shoot, can't dribble, can't create their own shot, whatever. Jeremy Grant became a guy who I wanted to have the ball more in his hands as you know his career went on in Oklahoma City. He was damn near automatic from the corner whenever he was open, whenever he would get his opportunities, and he got to a point where if he had to put the ball on the floor, I was like, that's fine. like That's not a wasted possession. That's not a bad possession. No, he knows what to do with it, and he's confident. He gets traded to Denver and his season's been kind of rocky here and there. But, I mean, we were talking about it off air, Christine. Uh, you you might be of the opinion that, you know, maybe a return game to Oklahoma City might be uh, good enough for him to have a little bit of a bounce back course correction because the last few weeks he hasn't really been that good <laughs> <at> Yeah, <all. laughs>
0: I mean, I think there's always something to be said about returning somewhere that you've played. I feel like there's, there's a little bit more added pressure and – you feel like you need to play better than you usually do because you're seeing the the crowd you're, you're, you're used to. You're seeing the players that you remember. I mean, I guess not really with this Thunder team because it's so new, but usually... Did you that's...
1: guys share the ball? <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: like, oh, <laughs> not what I remember. You guys
1: aren't afraid when you go to the locker room anymore? Oh, well, so weird. Yikes.
0: But, I mean, I feel like he might be a little bit better than we're used to seeing him from playing on the Denver Nuggets in this game just because he knows that there's a little bit extra emphasis on returning to OKC.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to get a standing ovation, whether he starts, mm-hmm. which I don't think he's starting. Um, but once no. he checks checks in, I'm sure Thunder fans will give him a huge standing ovation. Paul George got one, so why not Jeremy Grant, who's yeah. more well-liked. And, you know, Jeremy Grant, I mean, more more so than Paul George, said something. It wasn't disparaging towards Oklahoma City, but once the trade went down, like he did say some things that were kind of – indicative of the past culture that were talked about um, that was talked about. God, I can't, I can't speak grammar at all right now, but you know, you were at practice yesterday, Christine. I mean, what was your, I just wanted to segue into what Dennis Schroeder said. What was your reaction to all that? Just, you know, like asking Dennis Schroeder is this team well-suited for Billy Donovan's coaching style. And then he just unprompted says, Russell's my guy. And then proceeds to go, well, Russell's a little bit harder to coach.
0: Right. I what I thought was very funny was that it wasn't really asking as opposed to last year. I feel like that probably would have been maybe a follow up. Yeah. But he went straight into it like, listen, not trying to talk trash on my boy, but also Yeah, nah. So he like clearly <laughs> like he was kind of like, yeah, this team's a little bit more cohesive than we're used to seeing because of one particular player that's no longer here and he was Jeremy Grant right the the pod comes full circle yeah so but you know he obviously said how well they've been clicking and that it was even just having six days off that doesn't really mean much in you know them being feeling rusty or feeling like they need to do some certain drills just to get their chemistry back like they're good to go so, but I did, I did think it was really interesting that he just went straight off naming Russ. <laughs> so I was like, okay, dude.
1: Yeah, and I mean, thank God it didn't really. I was kind of afraid that it was going to get a lot of a lot of traction, like nationally. But then I kind of remembered, no one cares about the Thunder nationally. Like when they have to talk about, them, they're like, oh yeah, they're such a nice little team, and then they move on to like Kyrie Irving being a right. fool.
0: I feel like people are talking about the Thunder like the like the feel good team of the season. They're like, oh, like look, it's like a bunch of. It's kind of, the...
1: they they treat them kind of like the Spurs of the last few seasons where everybody yeah. knew the Spurs were good and they can beat pretty much anybody if they want, but they're not going to win a lot of games. They're not going to do anything in the postseason. So why spend any time thinking about them or talking about them? And I get that, but I was afraid that that whole clip was going to get, you know, all over the circulation, like on the jump or ESPN or whatever and go, Dennis Schroeder's talking trash about Russell Westbrook. I'm like, no, that's, right. that's not it. He's, he's telling the truth.
0: Yeah. Like. <laughs>
3: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: And welcome back to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, everybody. Christine. You excited for tonight?
0: I am. Yeah. I'm excited to see how Steven Adams does against Jokic. I'm excited to see Jeremy Grant come back. I know Madison Morris is super stoked to see. She see loves Jeremy her Grant. some Jeremy. Yeah. So I mean, but for me, I am I am excited to see them play against someone that they might have to switch things up a little bit to try to get that win
1: and is this is this your third
0: home game fourth home game like third or fourth i think third yeah i think you're right
1: and the thunder are zero and two right in your home game coverage with the thunder am i correct i mean it, would
0: they be one and two
1: no th- so if they lost my, oh yeah no you're B- right
0: They're yeah i was wondering when this was gonna yeah so, be th- brought up. so
1: if they lose tonight it's gonna be a pattern
0: I don't want to get into it. I don't want to believe that I am the common denominator of this situation. I
1: mean, these are just, this is a facts only show. Um, So everybody, please, if the Thunder do lose tonight in disappointing fashion, direct all your hatred towards uh, Christine Butterfield at CB on sports on Twitter.
0: You know what? I can take it.
1: (laughs) There you go. Come
0: at me. I actually really don't. (laughs) I'd rather not.
1: Please. I have feelings. (laughs) Well, Christine, thank you so much for joining.
0: No, thank you for having me. It's always a blast. So appreciate it,
1: man. Thank you. And once again, thank you so much to Christine Butterfield. And like I said, follow her on Twitter at CB on sports. Her and Ryan are doing a fantastic job um, doing a lot of the coverage that Madison and I aren't able to do because of new obligations that we have for the franchise. We're happy to do them. Uh, We're also very happy to have them on. It's, it's a fun job. Everybody knows how fun this job can be, but it is a lot of work. And then especially when you are doing this every single game You know, that means late nights, and working with Madison is great, but it's always fun to have more people on, so Christine and Ryan certainly are great and help so much. So, again, follow them on Twitter. Appreciate their work. Thank you once again to Christine for jumping on, but everybody, have a fun weekend. Hopefully the Thunder don't disappoint you so much, but we will see. Until then, I'll talk to you guys on Monday.
3: Hey, Prime members.